Hey everybody, and welcome to Sermons from Centerpoint. My name is Pastor Christopher Lorette, and I'm so glad that you're tuning in with us today. This week's scripture passages are 1 Corinthians 1, 3-9, and Mark 13, 24-37. This is the beginning of Advent. And it's kind of funny, because the beginning of the church here is very similar to the end. We're talking about the second coming when Christ comes again, much like we did last week with Christ the King Sunday. And this is on purpose because we end the year waiting for Christ to come again. And we begin the year waiting for the Christ child. And so I'm going to pass it off to our liturgist, Sherry, to uh, help read our first passage in this sermon entitled, Keep awake. Time of scripture. And so I invite Miss Sherry to read 1 Corinthians 1 3 through 9. He's reminding me because I read the wrong one the last time. That's. that's <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given to you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gifts as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. If you'd stand for our gospel reading, Mark chapter 13, verses 24 through 37. But... In those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory, and then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as a branch, its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. So truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about the day or hour, no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, nor, but only the Father. Be aware. Keep alert. For you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge with his work and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake. For you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, 
for else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. So I don't know about all of you, but I want to do nothing during this season but sleep. It's cold, and I just want to get underneath my comforter, and I want to have my fan blasting in my face, and I want to close my eyes with my dog on top of me giving me further warmth and go to sleep. But I can't. I've got these three kids that wake up at some godforsaken hour and they start jumping on me. So whether I want to wake up or not, it doesn't matter. They're going to wake me up. Some of you remember that. Those times when the kids would come into the, your uh your bed and jump all over you and it would be both a bitter and sweet moment. Bitter in that it's time to start the day and sweet in that one of those memories that you'll just remember. The holidays are a little bit like that. We want to rest. It's getting colder. It's getting darker earlier. Maybe we just want to snuggle up in our lazy boy or on the couch and watch some television. But this season in the church reminds us that we are to keep ready. While this section from Mark speaks about the end times, when God is going to come again, it's also a stark reminder of what God's people were doing the night that Jesus came, when he was born. They were waiting. They had no idea when the Messiah would come. In fact, even kind of more reminiscent of our times is the fact, and a lot of people don't know this, that there were at least 10 other people who claimed to be the Messiah before Jesus Christ. Each one of them was a faker, was not the real deal. How many times in our lifetimes alone can we think of some false prophet or false teacher that has proclaimed that the end is nigh and that it will happen on January 4th, 2012? Or some other date that they have cobbled together from Scripture. We aren't so different from the people of the past. They were waiting, pining for the King to come, the Messiah to come. We are waiting for the Messiah to come. Those shepherds that were up in the middle of the night who saw the star and heard the angels and went to go 
worship God on that evening? Who of them thought it would be that cold night in a valley that the angels would come and proclaim that the Messiah was born to them? There's an unknowingness to when God is going to come, when Christ is going to come again in glory. There was an unknowingness back then as well. But I want to remind you of the words at the end of this passage, which I will allow for us to see again. Keep awake. I want to say about seven years ago, maybe eight years ago, I got a pair of Vibram shoes. For those of you who don't know what Vibram shoes are, they're the toe shoes. And so I'd slip them onto my my feet like a glove. And for the first time in my life, I was able to run without back pain. Now, I'm not going to say it's going to work for everybody, but it worked for me. And uh, part of the reason I got these shoes was because my buddy, who you all know, Walter Pressure, invited me to take part in what was called a Spartan race. For those of you who don't know what a Spartan race is, It is a 5K run interspersed with about 20 or so obstacles that you have to overcome. Some of it is you have to walk along a balance beam. Some of it's you have to do this monkey climb. Some of it's crawling under barbed wire or crawling up an incline. And so I had decided that I needed to train myself. And so I did to be ready for this day that I knew was definitely coming. I, for the first time in a very long time, broke under 200, and I was 199 pounds. By comparison, right now, I'm about 262. I dropped 62 pounds. I ran often to the point where I could run for upwards of five, six, seven minutes without stopping. And I was in the best shape of my life, ready for the day that would come. I get there and found out that the person whose name I was supposed to have, that my buddy Walter got, that uh, I wasn't able to take their spot. I did all of this training for nothing. It was so frustrating until they told me but you can volunteer all day and you could take part in our volunteer race at the end if you'd like to. Well, I'll tell you what, I wasn't going to let that training go to waste. So I did. And I had, they put me on the inclined wall. Uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's just like a big old piece of plywood that's like at a 45 degree angle going up. And my job was so much fun. I got to fill up a bucket of water and put soap in it, and I'd mix it, and I'd make certain the like all the people who were doing it were watching me, and I was going, (laughs) and then I'd take it and I'd get that wall all soapy with water, and then I'd go up to the very top and I'd help them over. But still, it was a lot of fun. But you can imagine after all day of stirring water, of helping people over this incline wall, and I'm talking hours, and I'm talking people of various weights, 
pulling them over all day long that I got to the volunteer race, and you can only imagine how I felt. I trained for this day, but I didn't train for this. I remember getting onto that track with my Vibram shoes, and I started running. And it was a lot harder than I thought. For starters, the ground was a lot more rocky than I had imagined. My feet were hurting from these very thin Vibram shoes that were great for running in the grass, but not so good for trail running. I got to these obstacles that I totally thought that I had prepared myself for, and I found that I'd failed at least two of them. And the punishment was you have to do 20 burpees, which for those of you who don't know what that is, you go from a standing position all the way down to a sit-up, and then you'd come up and do a jumping jack, and you'd have to do that 20 times. The burpees were so much worse than the obstacles. I hated burpees. To this day, that was the worst part of that day. I finally got to the end, to the incline wall. The same one that I had maniacally laughed at all day as I coated with soapy water to really just help the, like the, the people get into it. And I remember I needed help getting over the edge because I was gassed. And then I had to crawl underneath the bar barbed wire for what seemed like a mile. Finally, I got to the, to the end, and I was done. And I never, ever wanted to do it again. <laughs> but I got a free shirt and a banana. So what does this have to do with this? We as believers can ready ourselves as much as we possibly can. We can read scripture. We can be involved in this world. We can do all that the Lord commands us to do. But sometimes ministry gets hard. Being a Christian gets hard. We don't foresee all of the hiccups along the way. I thought I'd be running at 9 a.m. in the morning and ended up running at 5 p.m. I ended up having to lift all kinds of people even though I didn't want to. I ended up having to run on these rocky, hard trails that I hadn't prepared myself for. This is the walk of faith brothers and sisters. That we can ready ourselves as best as we possibly can. We can envision and have in mind what we think the end is going to look like or when the Lord is going to come. But at the end of the day, we're going to totally be surprised at it all. And there are going to be times, like when I was on the Spartan Trail, where you're going to be gassed and where you're going to ask yourself, is this really worth it? There's going to be times when God expects of you things that you didn't expect of yourself.
But that is the walk of faith. And it's clear also from this that there is a consequence for not being awake. Hell. An eternity of burpees. An eternity of something awful that we hate. An eternity of being separated from the one that fills our heart with love and mercy and compassion every day. So brothers and sisters, keep awake. Keep training. Keep readying ourselves. Go out into this world and preach and preach the sermon of forgiveness that Christ preached to us. Because we don't know how long we have. We don't know the day or the time that he comes again. But what we do know is what he expects of us. And what we do know is that it's worth it. That there is something bigger and better at the end than just a banana and a free t-shirt. That there's a relationship with our Father. And not, and not just this selfish, us, our relationship with Him. This is about helping other people to come into that same relationship. Helping other people to stay awake. Helping other people to see what's at the end. Helping other people to truly and really see the person of Christ in all that you are and in all that you have. So brothers and sisters, be ready. Keep awake. And be willing to do the unexpected for Christ. Be willing to allow him to push you in ways that you did not foresee to draw closer to him. Keep awake. Let us pray. Father God, we come before you and we give you thanks. We give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks for who you are. We give you thanks for your son who died on the cross for us, who forgave us of our sins, who's been our constant friend, our constant cheerleader, constantly intercessing for us, even now, before the Father. Help us to stay awake. Help us to be ready. Help us, O oh Father God, for we need you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.